back to the Crossover Podcast, a show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for more sports, as we are slowly more for this in a sports-only podcast. But hey, there's some nerd stuff coming up this week. Anyway, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson, and joining me today is Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am excellent, thank you. All right, and rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? I'm uh, ready to go and talk about some talk about some games. There's some lines that I like this week. Yeah, it's a really good week for for the three of us. Bill went four and one. Craig and I both went three and two. We kind of got clipped by the uh, by the Jets on uh, Monday night. I, I mean, the two we got wrong, Craig, were were kind of silly because we had the Jets plus three. You know, you get the punt return, you get the uh, the pick six or the pick fumble six, six yeah, or yeah. whatever it was, and then and then you know people start firing off all sorts of lines that like. Hey, the Jets are the only team to ever, you know, not give up 200 yards, not give up a 20-yard uh, plus play on offense, and lose by 20. And it's like, how did that happen? And then, you know, and then we had the Carolina plus the three. And you, you know, if you just look at the score, you'd be like, boy, we really got that one wrong. But if you if you were watching that game, two pick sixes by the Colts that probably never should have happened, and then one, and then the other touched the only other touchdown drive the Colts had was aided by a bogus. Uh, uh, not roughing the passer, but uh, uh, oh god, what do they call it when the the receiver, uh, uh, defenseless receiver, a, a bogus defenseless receiver penalty that kept that that turned a field goal into seven for for the uh, for the Colts. So I, I don't feel uh, like the Colts uh, were humming in that game, and and I, I still feel like Carolina was kind of the right right side wrong outcome. But you know what they say, the right side is the winning side. Uh, Bye week teams this week. Holy God, you guys. This is a fantasy football apocalypse of a bye week. The Chiefs, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. Oh man, I, people are gonna be people are gonna be hurting in fantasy this week. Absolutely hurting. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of first round draft, first, second round draft picks that are gonna be uh gonna be on bye week for for people this year. Um uh, Anyway, that's it. Uh, we got our Survivor pick right. We are on to Week 10 in Survivor. A nice deep run into the double-digit weeks for us again. And uh, one would think we got us a nice layup to get to Week 11, but uh, we'll get to that when we when we come to it. Uh, first up, though, another primetime banger. Thursday night, Carolina heads into Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, it was just announced today from, uh, uh, Schefter that it looks like Justin Fields is not going to be going in this game. So Tyler Bajan suits up once again, uh, and Tyler Bajan is given three and a half on, at home, uh, to Bryce Young because the Bears are playing the Panthers. Uh, if you shop around, you can maybe still find some fours, uh, but right now most, uh, places are sitting this place at, uh, my, or at, uh, Bears minus three and a half. Uh, I don't know what we do here except kind of hold our noses and, and take the points and and bet another primetime under. Primetime under is 22-7 and seven on the year so far. Uh, people are letting the word get out there on that, and Vegas still can't get these lines low enough. Uh, so, uh, yeah, primetime under for me, and I'm going to take Carolina. Craig, what do you think? Bears land three and a half. Uh, did you see the tweet that someone had that said uh, if Trump versus Biden 2024 was a football game and just a screenshot of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the world's a twisted place. We're all. I don't know who that's for. Like yeah. you know, we're going after the Bears, we're going after Trump, we're going after Biden, we're going after Panthers. I don't. I don't know who is the person that should be insulted there. Maybe no one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to watch this game. It's a good thing that Scott Hansen doesn't have to not show it. Uh, yeah, I am going to go on the Bears side, but I'm not loving it. Really? Okay. Uh, Billy, tiebreaker for this one. Right out the hop. Yeah. Anybody's to lose, I'll, I'll take the points. When you get two terrible teams like this, I just want as many points as I can get because someone's going to throw some pick sixes, make some bad decisions. You just got to try to get a bit of an edge, and that's the points. Yeah, this is this is twenty nine Chicago and uh, thirty one Carolina in DVOA respectively. That's the primetime Thursday night. This game is an interesting got. game for Bears because the Bears have both these teams' first round picks. Yeah, so <laughs> the Bears are invested in winning this football game for sure. That's yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. Carolina's picks more likely to be overall than Chicago. This, so yeah, the Bears are are, are going to want to win this. Yeah. Uh, that said, I think the best out for the Bears might be tie, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll fair. see if that's available. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll see if that's available. Yeah, I nothing I could say except uh, yeah, you bet the prime time under at thirty eight and a half, and then yeah, oh boy, what a what a game. All right, uh, moving on to Sunday night and the last game of the international series. Another game. This one I believe is in Frankfurt, the Germans. Uh, I, th- I think we're back in Frankfurt for this one, right? They didn't switch it up to a different place in. Yeah, no, we're still in Frankfurt, but uh, the Colts are taking on the Patriots, and how the mighty have fallen, you guys. Once the greatest rivalry of a good decade and a half, Manning, Brady, for, you know, 15 years uh, or however long it was. It was it was um, 16 years ago this week that the 7-0 Colts and the 8-0 Patriots played in that um, in that big-time game during the Patriots' undefeated season run. Oh. Uh, and that was obviously a huge game and, uh, so and got decided at the very, very end. Yeah. Yep. I mean, where does that rank on greatest rivalries of all time? Is it number one? Just Manning versus Brady pretty much every year hooking up in, the, in, in either the playoffs or the, or the yeah. regular season? I, I, I think that, like, you know, like Ravens-Steelers obviously was, was yeah. pretty – be bloodthirsty recently for sure um, yeah yeah and they're in yeah, yeah there's so they, uh, so they hook up twice a year but like man that was just when they, it just whenever these guys came on it was sunday night like there, there was this was just never going to be anything other than sunday night and now it's gardner menchu versus mac jones in freaking germany god um colts are laying one and a half right now it, i believe it opened up at colts minus two and a half and it has been slowly bet down uh to uh, Colts minus one and a half. I know that Gardner Menchu kind of sort of sucks against zone and Bill Belichick is, you know, still a defensive master and whatnot. And he's going to cook up some stuff. Mac Jones is an absolute system buster. So all of the, all of the instincts that are telling me to take the Patriots here, I'm, I'm just flipping on this and I'm, I'm laying the minus one and a half with the Colts because Jones is awful. And like I said, like I, I've just never met a quarterback that was a system buster quite like him. He, he is because the Patriots should be doing better against the spread and boy, are they not two and seven against the spread? This team is Uh, yeah, two and two and seven. Uh, the Falcons, the Patriots, and the Panthers are the three worst teams against the spread uh, in in the league this year. Billy, uh, who you got? Colts land one and a half in Germany against New England. Yeah, I, I don't love either side of this. I think the Colts have been a little more reliable than the Patriots, but ah, Belichick. I'm going to take the Colts. I, I, I like the Colts. Let's not call it a home game for the Patriots. So I'll I'll call the Colts, and I'll assume that it's somewhat close, but I think the Colts get the win. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because there's some people who uh, have a theory that this is going to be a home game for the Patriots because apparently they <laughs> would only show – because apparently they would only show one game a week or whatever in Germany – for the longest time. So Germany would always cherry pick whatever the best team or the best matchup is. So apparently they would, you know, for as long as they've been doing this, they would be showing mostly Patriots games because the Patriots were obviously the gold standard of the league for like 20 years. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. There, there, there's a theory that uh, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of Tom Brady jerseys in, in the crowd uh, for uh, Fuhrer Brady uh, this weekend. Uh, Colts 17th DVOA. Patriots 24th, uh, not much going on. Like I said, the, the, the Patriots, uh, one of the worst teams uh, against the spread in the league. Colts 5-4. and four. Greg, what do you think? Colts laying one and a half. I want the Colts. Hmm. I, I just, like, you know, as much as we want, like, you know, obviously it'd be better if Richardson was part of this in, in Minshew. I think it's obviously decent for a backup, but might have a struggles. I just, like, why am I betting on Mac Jones? Why am I doing no, and I think that we might have to look back on Mac Jones. Remember, you know, the rookie year was was all right. You know, do we have to look back on Mac Jones and say, did Bill Belichick's insistence on thinking that he could win football games with Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator that just wreck Mac Jones' career? Uh, <laughs> it's certainly like possible. it might have. Yeah, it's certainly possible. That's a great theory. I'm surprised nobody is uh, nobody's written an article on that that I know of or anything like that. But it's just. It's been it's I, been I just, bad. I just it's, it, 
No, it's, you're right. It's 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 a lot of the, the Patriots' hubris. Like, Tom Brady covered up a lot of their own hubris, I would say. Like, the insistence on guys like Patricia, McDaniels, who have gone on to just be, like, some of the biggest embarrassments in the history of this league. Uh, never drafting skill position guys. Always trading back. Stuff like, like Brady masked so much uh, that these guys would flub behind the scenes, right? Like, it just... Bad free agent signings. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. The further we get away from Brady being out of uh, the Patriots, the better his resume looks. Because wow, I agree absolutely with that. wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to the Sunday night games or the first, the Sunday one o'clock uh, slate. Uh, not a banger off the hop, but used to be a banger. It used to be one of the greatest rivalries of all time, but uh, is not. Uh, this is Jordan Love versus Kenny Pickett, uh, which is not great. Uh, Packers head into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are minus three. Uh, this is not a usual Mike Tomlin spot that we like or that I like. Um, but I got to tell you, the Packers are so bad and the Steelers have some voodoo. Uh, cousin Sal, who does a, uh, who does a, uh, you know, a, a fun gambling podcast, uh, and goes on Bill Simmons and whatnot all the time. He's been uh, telling people that he's been doing this bet that's come through, I think, uh, either three or four times. I think it's come through three times, and it, and it goes at about a 10-to-1 clip, uh, is you bet, you parlay the other team's first-half money line with the Steelers' uh, money line for the game, and uh, that's come through, I think, three times this season. And I think it, 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 it came through last week in the Thursday nighter with the, when the Titans were up at halftime and the Steelers ended up winning the game. The Steelers just have some weird voodoo and are not good, but managed to squeeze out these games. Don't like this game. It is so far from being one of my final five, but knife to my ribs on this one. I think I'm just going to lay the three with the Steelers at home and, and trust that, uh, that defense and TJ Watt and whatnot to get after Jordan Love. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Steelers laying three. Yeah, I'm with you, Steelers. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't want anything to do with this game, but do I, I, I would just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet the Steeler defense. Yeah, that's my plan. Uh, I, I think the best recommendation I can give this game is the first half. Bet, bet the first half under. Bet, bet, bet the first half under. These are two allegedly second half teams. This, like, it might be three nothing at at halftime of this game. So, uh, first half under on the total. Uh, is is going to be my best recommendation for this game, uh, Billy? What do you think? Steelers land three. Yeah, Steelers for me. They've they've kept a lot of games close, and they've like with mediocre teams, they've kept it very close. With some good teams, you know, they kept it within seven. So I, I think that defense has been able to hold pretty well, and they're not getting a lot of W's, but I think they can cover this one. Uh, Steelers, one of the better teams against the spread. They're five and three Packers, four and four. So not, not a ton to discern from, from these two teams, uh, with the spread numbers, uh, DVOA wise pits 14 and green base 22. So pits going into this, uh, looks like a better team. According to the math guys, next up the new Orleans saints head into Minnesota to take on your boys, Bill and, uh, mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs, who had to come in. Uh, in relief of uh, Jared Hall, who unfortunately left the game with a concussion and was just, man, that was full backyard school, like like schoolyard ball from Josh Tops for a lot of that game. But the Atlanta yeah. Falcons are so bad, they let him pull it out. Uh, absolutely insane. Um, this game's crazy because the, the, this is the one the Sharps are, are absolutely the most divided down the middle on this one. Um, I think the public is, uh, is all over the Vikings, but, you know, that – is of very little interest to us information wise sharps are split on this one. Cause, um, and Craig and I were talking a little bit about this off pod that, you know, the, the Vikings defense is pretty darn good. Um, I mean, these are two good def- These are two very good defenses. This is uh, Minnesota's 10th in DVOA, New Orleans is ninth. So these, these are, are more or less evenly matched defenses according to the, according to the numbers. Uh, the biggest problem that the Vikings have is, you know, quarterback play with Kirk out, but now, you know, Dobbs seems to be pretty good and he, you know, he's able to do all that, even though like it was largely improvised, but he was able to do all that with, uh, you know, while simultaneously teaching the offensive line on the sideline, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And here's how, you know, I'm going to audible now that he's actually been able to practice with these guys. Will they be even better? 
And on the flip side, the Saints finally did what we've been talking about on this podcast for about three, four weeks now, and it's that they are the worst. Like, Derek Carr is statistically the worst red zone quarterback in the history of the game. And we talked about them being 2020, uh, going 2020 with the quarterbacks, and it happened. Now, they left a lot of points on the board, the Saints did, against the Bears, who had five turnovers in that game and still managed to cover the 9.5. So the Saints still left a lot of points on the board, and that's to- that's completely their M.O. But it looks like for one week only, and hopefully for the future, they've at least solved their turnover, their, their red zone woes, by letting Taysom Hill be the guy in the red zone instead of Derek Carr. Billy, your boys are getting 2.5 at home with Josh Dobbs under center. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean... You didn't know what you were going to get last week. I still don't think you know what you're going to get this week. Like, the Saints' defense is pretty good. Um, If you can take away the first and even second read of a guy who's only been on a team for a week and a half, you're going to beat him, right? Um, I don't know how much he's going to be able to do with his legs, if they've got a plan for that. I think this will be maybe one of the toughest games they have in the next three or four weeks. I think I like the Saints here, but I would love to see the Vikings get a W, that's for sure. Uh, Saints, one of the worst spread teams in the league, 2-6-1, and one, and the Vikings are 5-3-1. and one. Uh, Craig, well, what say you with the Saints laying 2.5? Uh, I like the Vikings. I just feel like this should be a pick em. Hmm. Like, if you want to say the Saints, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, better resume than Minnesota at this point, or they're a better team than Minnesota at this point, that's that's fine with me. But this is, you're, you're getting two points, bet on the Vikings at home. Uh, I think we should like the way the Dobbs looked last week. I know that we're going to have a, another week for, for, you know, teams to watch tape on them and adjust and all that stuff. But this also means another week. Of Dobbs. Mm. Well, I, well they, there's Arizona tape, but yeah. this also means another week of Dobbs, you know, being able to know his teammates' names and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I I just think that this should be a pick, and it's you're getting two and a half. So I'm liking I like Minnesota. Uh, just quickly checking, the Saints didn't play Arizona earlier in this year, did they? Like this isn't their second time meeting uh, Dobbs. I don't think so, right? No, they haven't. I'm, fr- I'm pretty sure I would have heard that and. <laughs> Somewhere else, if that was the case, yeah. So this is their first time getting. Um, tiebreaker to me. I'm gonna. This is this is one I might flip on for sure. But I think as of right now, I'm gonna lay the two and a half with the Saints. But I don't love it. And there's a good chance that I that I that I flip on this one. So stay tuned to the uh, to to the Twitter account for this one because. Uh, yeah, but for right now, I'm laying the two and a half with the with the Saints. Either way, very intriguing football game this now. Yeah. Um. Next up, the Houston Texans head into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, and the Bengals are currently laying seven. It opened up at Bengals minus six, got the six and a half, and then they got the full seven, uh, which I was surprised they went to the full seven based on what uh, C.J. Shroud did in that last last game. But, man, that – that <coughs> oh, pardon me. All three of us were on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. We all had the plus three. And they and, covered. Oh, my. Anything crazy happened? Oh, my sweet dick. Was that ever magic? Now, that Texans game, if you've listened to this podcast with any regularity, you know about my my just unabashed hatred for kickers. I don't think it should be in the game of football. I think if I, if I was commissioner of the NFL, the first thing I would do is get rid of the goalposts. And we got a little glimpse of what that would be like in the Texans game. And, God, it was just so much better, wasn't it? Going for it on fourth and nine – you know, on fourth and goal from the nine and getting touchdowns and having position players kick field goals instead and being like genuinely surprised when they do. And it's oh, going for two every time. It was so good. And then like the, and the Texans um, did thing that certain guys, uh, when they kneeled down with six seconds left up two. that's something that people have been saying uh, teams should be doing for years. Like I know there, there's a guy who works for the action network uh, called Stucky. Who's like one of their big college uh, football gurus. Right. And he's been saying for years that when teams score with, you, you know, the, the go ahead touchdown to put you up by two pending the extra point, uh, especially in college, they should be kneeling the extra point. They should not be kicking the extra point. Right. Cause only bad things can happen to you from there. You should not be going yeah. for like that, that one extra point. Cause especially in college where the kicking is a little janky, uh, you know, if it gets blocked and they return it, you're going to overtime, right? So Funny it's you this. 
yeah. Bill was at my place watching the games on Sunday. And when the Vikings had theirs, I'm like, oh, wait, is this a situation where the Vikings should kneel it? And then I kind of did the quick math in my head. And you look at the, how much time is left. You're like, no, 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 no. It's important to get up by three. But when yeah. the Texans scored with six seconds left and you're thinking to yourself, OK, if Tampa Bay scores, it's only a touchdown. They can't get a field goal because by the time they're in field goal range, six seconds will have run off the clock. So yeah. we were talking about it. And then this Texans like a minute later, the Texans did it. So. Yeah, yeah, because the te- yeah, because the it Texans was, shouldn't uh, be. Yeah, because it, it was it, a big like, for anybody who had the Bucks. Uh, yeah, the three. Yeah, it's specifically the three people on this podcast. But I mean, yeah, it just like some of the softest, two of the softest defenses you've ever seen in your life, uh, going on with the game on the line like that. Uh, like I, I thought the Bucks just playing the worst prevent defense I've ever seen with like 45 seconds left. It wasn't like there was, there was 20 seconds left or whatever. There was plenty of time for Stroud to get down the field. He did. He was getting like 25 yards of toss because they were just leaving the middle of the field wide open. And then nobody learned anything three hours later because the Eagles basically did the same. Now the Eagles somehow let the, the, the Eagles more or less let the uh, Cowboys get down the field uh, with penalties. Cause I think they, I think the Cowboys had like, it was like, okay, the Cowboys have 45 seconds to get from their own 20 into the end zone, and then 12 seconds went by on the clock, and they were somehow on the 14. And I was like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was all big penalties. pass interference. There's a, yeah. a roughing the passer. There's a false yeah. start, all, or offside rather, all the stuff. Yeah, it was all penalty. Basically, they had 70 yards of penalties. It was it was <laughs> insane. But man, that. Stroud, that that was 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 something else, and and man, uh, just to reward Lovey Smith for his behavior in that Week 18 game last year, right, <laughs> right before they yep. fired him, and then for for the Panthers to just biff it with like a week left and draft Bryce Young, <laughs> insane. Um, don't have much to say about the Bengals other than boy, do they look like they're back. Uh, I'm I'm laying the seven with the Bucks this week. Uh, gentlemen, they are on the rise. Burrow looks healthy. It all looks good. I know we love what uh, C.J. Shroud did, but this Bengals defense is going to be able to um, get after him, and they're not going to play it as soft as well, uh, just the Bucks did. I, I would wait on that if you're going to place that bet, because neither Jamar Chase nor T. Higgins practiced today. That's fair. And uh, there is some concern that Jamar isn't going to go. Uh, so I don't know how that would make you feel about the seven, but if Jamar doesn't go, uh, yeah. obviously it's, it's good to have him out there. He's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, luckily, I, I mean, I came in on Sunday afternoon uh, or Sunday night when it when it was the six, so I'm glad I got the six, but obviously for fave five purposes, we got to act at the seven here. Um, or, or I just I, wouldn't I, want to do it until I see some practice reports from later fair. in the week and then maybe yeah. a decision on that. Because uh, and the other thing is, even if you even if you love the Bengals without Jamar, if you wait until he's ruled out, maybe you get a point here. Yeah, that's true. Do you get uh, a point for Jamar Chase? I think you might. I think so. so there you go. Yeah, I, I think I think it would go down to six, uh, unless they just keep it at seven and shift the juice, which might might be a move. That's uh, that's obviously Vegas dependent. But from where I'm standing, I, I, lo- I love the Bengals and their. Uh, they're quite good. Uh, so I, I would be laying the seven. Billy, what do you think? Bengals laying the seven. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't on him last week because I was not yet a believer. I was not thinking the Burrow's back, but boy. It's the only game you biffed last crisp. week, actually. Four yeah, one. exactly. Uh, they look pretty crisp, though. I watched that game, and, and he looked great cover to cover. Um, the defense looked good. Whew, is it enough to lay seven? Yeah, I think it is. I think I'm taking the Bengals here. I, I think they just look like a significantly better team, and, and they're probably going to go out there trying to prove it at this point. Uh, Bengals four and four against the spread. Houston uh, also four and four, so nothing there. Uh, DVOA Cincinnati eleven, Houston thirteen. So this is a damn good matchup DVOA wise, actually. So man, CJ Stroud is covering up a lot of stuff for this Texas team. Craig, how about you? Bengals laying seven against the Texans. Uh, I I think I'm leaning Texans if both those receivers don't go, but I'm I'm not placing any sort of bet until. We know more about who's playing, and we can see some more practice reports. Uh, but I might be leaning Texans just because, if, if, like, if if this turns into you know maybe the Texans' offense is going to score a little bit, but you know Joe is going to have it. Like Joe looks great, and obviously he's 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 all the way back. 
but it's going to be tough if if Jamar and T aren't around. Like those guys are important to this. So I, I want to see some practice before I have a, a definitive opinion here. But this won't be one by five, by the way. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, Pangos might be. I might I might pencil it in as one of, as one of my five. Uh, but uh, yeah, stay tuned on that one. Uh, next up, another damn good matchup. Pretty good one o'clock slate this week, you guys. Uh, the Cleveland Browns head into Baltimore to take on the. Ravens and it does look like Deshaun Watson is going to start in this game so we're going to have all hands on deck uh Baltimore first in DVOA uh Cleveland eight so this is this is a fun little matchup here <sighs> one of the best spread team two good teams against the spread Browns four three and one Ravens six and three I think I'm taking the points you guys I really like this Cleveland team and I I, I doesn't this just feel like it ends with uh, like a Justin Tucker walk-off field goal or, or something like that. I I, I think Cleveland's going to surprise uh, a lot of people. And uh, I know Baltimore, it's just two, these are these are the first and second best defenses according to, to DVOA right here. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting the Browns and, and taking the points with six. Craig, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Browns for me too. Yeah. I just think it's I just think it's a game that's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be gritty. And I understand that the Cleveland offense isn't what you want it to be relative to Baltimore's. But I think that you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see some yeah, a close game. So give me give me the Browns. All right. uh, Billy, what do you think? Ravens laying six against Cleveland divisional matchup, too. Yeah, I, I I'm loving this Browns defense. They're 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 fun to watch, but I think this Ravens team has has looked phenomenal and I don't think the Browns are going to be the one that stick it to him you said six and three against the spread yeah um, yeah I mean I I think they continue that I think they're going to look good here I'm going with the Ravens yeah their point differential is out of this world right now the, they, yeah they're, they're, they've scored like 40 more points than the next closest team and one of the teams uh this year put up 70 points against somebody um Next up, the Tennessee Titans head into Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. This line opened up at Tennessee plus one and a half and has moved uh, down half a point. So it's currently sitting at Bucks uh, minus one. Um, I don't see why we don't just take the Titans right now. Uh, coming off a bye, Frable is a dog. Well, I guess, sorry, they're not coming off a bye. Coming off the extra rest because they played on Thursday is what I meant. Um coming off a you know coming off the the extra rest Vrabel is a dog bucks horrible uh just just an awful loss that never should have happened i i i think it's a good spot for the tie and and will levis looks i mean i know he lost but he looks dece he looks very very dece uh he wasn't making terrible decisions he lost on the road against yeah. a really good defense on a thursday night like there's nothing yeah. like there's nothing wrong with that no, and and it, it wasn't like he made any grand mistake or anything that you were like, no, oh, well, no, he looked right? good. No, yeah, I th- I thought he looked decent. I like what I'm seeing from Will Levis so far in his two starts. Uh, granted, one was against Atlanta, who couldn't stop Josh Dobbs, who we said was playing schoolyard football out there. But still, I like what I'm seeing from the Titans so far, and like uh, Hopkins has been reborn a little bit with Will Levis getting on the ball, so. I'm, I'm laying the points, or, or sorry, I'm taking the points with the Titans. So, uh, Billy, what do you think? Titans uh, getting one right now in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I I think I'm with you. I, I think I, I like Levis. He's looked good. Um, could have been a little better last week, maybe, but still young. Uh, and I don't have a tremendous amount of faith in these Buccaneers. I, I think the defense is okay, and they play some gritty games. Uh, but I think the Titans are going to be able to get one over the top here. I, I, I like their chances on, on beating the Bucks here. All right. Uh, Craig, what about you? T- uh, Titans getting a point in Tampa Bay. Yeah, Titans for me. I just, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bucks defense just got eaten alive a little bit by C.J. Stroud. Uh, I, I, I just think, I think this game's close. I, I, I don't love this one of my five, but I think the Titans is the side I want. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate, and another beauty. We got the San Francisco 49ers heading into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are getting three at home. Uh, I don't have much to say on this one, gentlemen, other than I'm taking the Jags, getting three. Are you kidding me? A consistent home dog? 
forget about it. Every yeah. time I'm taking the Jaguars, they're they're Jags one are one of my five. five. Yeah, easily one of Jags my five. Jags are one of my two. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw this line, I was like, oh, I'm I'm taking Jacksonville. The full field goal is just too much. Yeah, I agree. This is three in DVOA versus six. Uh, I, I know they got a brand spanking new uh, Chase Young and whatnot. These are two very good teams. Jaguars are actually tied with the Detroit Lions for best team against the spread. They're both six and two. Uh, 49ers are four, three, and one. So these are two very good teams against the spread. Uh, still, it's the Jaguars for me. We, uh, I, I think the Jaguars are, are <laughs> like gone are the days of the, us being able to not trust the Jaguars in spots like this. I think they, they're just playing too well. And I know the Niners are on a three game losing streak and whatnot, but I, I just don't think Brock Purdy should be favored by three uh, against uh, a really good Jaguars team. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Uh, Niners uh, laying three in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm not quite where you guys are. Uh, I think that the Niners are a better team. I think, yeah, you're getting some points with the Jags, and, and they've been consistent. They've been good all year. I still think the Niners win. Um, yeah, I think I'm taking the Niners on the spread, um, but not one of my five, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, marquee matchup. We got a little choice here this week, you guys. What do you think about Browns-Ravens? Uh, yeah, Browns-Ravens or Niners-Jags is the marquee matchup for 1 o'clock? Because I, I think I'm going Niners-Jags. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Yeah. What about you, uh, Billy? I, I didn't want to say it. Oh, sorry, Bill, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think Niners-Jags will be the most fun. Okay. Sorry, Craig, go ahead. I didn't want to say it in the moment because I just couldn't quite wrap my head around it, but I'm going to say it now. Hmm. Uh, when it comes to the matter, I feel like Maury Povich. When it comes <laughs> to the matter of the 1 o'clock slate, yeah. Packers-Steelers, Scott um, Hansen, do yeah. not show this game. Yeah, I mean, you got to do it, I think, because like, I, yeah. I think watching Will like, Levis. Like, I want to see Levis. I want to yeah. see Levis. Right, that's the thing, right? That. Uh, I, like, I, can't, I can't make it Bengals-Texans, obviously. That's crazy. No. Viking-Saints is interesting in a lot of levels. Ravens-Browns yeah. is really good. Uh, Jaguars-49ers uh, is good. Like, it's, it's yeah. clearly... Saints-Vikings, you want to... Yes, yes. Uh, Saints-Vikings, you want to see what goes on with Dobbs and Steelers. Yep. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you're not really... I will say this, though. In the defense of the people over in Pittsburgh and in Green Bay, yeah. Uh, if we hadn't sent Patriots Colts to a different country, <laughs> true. Yeah, absolutely. That would be the game. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So by the skin of their teeth, the Colts and the, the, the New England Patriots avoid being the Scott Hansen game for what the third or fourth time this season. Dreadful. Yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah, dreadful. All right. Uh, Four o'clock slate. First up, the Detroit Lions head into Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers on the short week playing the Monday Nighter against the Jets where they didn't look great but came up with a W anyway. Um, And the Detroit Lions are coming off a bye. This line opened up at Lions minus one and a half and the Sharps obliterated the one and a half all the way up to three. Um, Here's the problem with this one. Because I think you want to take the Lions. Because the Lions, according to the beat writers and whatnot, and the, the, the info that I've been reading and listening to, is for the first, for maybe the first time this season, the Detroit Lions might be fully healthy. Sounds like they got all their receivers. They added Donovan Peoples-Jones. David Montgomery's going to play in this one. So Montgomery's back as one of the best red zone backs in the league, one of the best workhorse backs in the league. And then this is coming off the breakout game from Jamar Gibbs. It... You know, it, 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 is this going to be a home game for the Detroit Lions? The Detroit Lions have been invaded places like, I, I don't know, Lambeau Field. You ever heard of that? Um, and now they're in L.A. So, I don't know, are the Detroit Lions fans going to invade L.A.? Is it going to be 60% Lions fans taking on the Chargers? The one woe I have with this game, gentlemen, is the way the tickets and the handle are going right now there's a very good chance that the Detroit Lions side of this is going to end up as a dreaded 90-90 game, meaning that 90% of the tickets and 90% of the money are all going to be on the Detroit Lions, which means you have to blindly take the Chargers because, and that never works out for anybody, blindly taking the Los Angeles Chargers. But you might, you might it, it's going to be the 90-90 rule if it gets there where you just have to come in blind on the Chargers and you're not getting the best of the number with the Lions anymore. Um, 
So, yeah, it is what it is for that one. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Lions laying three in Los Angeles right now. Yeah, I don't trust the Chargers. Uh, I got to go with the Lions. I, I think the Lions have, have played really well, um, but the Chargers are just not a team you can trust, and they've never been great against the spread, I think, ever. Um, I, I'm going with the Lions here. I think they're a better football team. All right. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Uh, Lions tied with the Jaguars for best team against the spread at 6-2. and two. Chargers 4-4, four and four, so not a lot to, not a lot to glean from, from there. Uh, yeah, I want, I want Detroit. I don't trust the Chargers at all. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, just they, like, the, like, you know, the Chargers just want to, just want to, uh, a game on prime time. Everyone's feeling good. Like, isn't this typically where the Chargers lose? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, the, the, the dreaded 90, 90 rule is the only thing that's keeping, I, I came in on the Lions at the one and a half. So I'm glad I did that. And the only thing that's, I might come back in on the Chargers at three. If again, it, it, we're staring at the 90, 90 rule. Cause who boy, that's uh, the 99 rule is, is the only thing scaring me for the Lions. Uh, anyway, yeah, but the Lions, they got it. And it's tough. It's it's technically on the road, but, you know, coming out of a bye, Dan Campbell, you, you got all your ducks in a row. You just can't lose to the Chargers. You can't lose to this. Like, the, the Chargers have made Justin Herbert vanilla this year. Mm. Has there been a more, quarter, more vanilla quarterback than Justin Herbert? And I know he's got a busted finger, but it's on his non-throwing hand. And I'm just like, eh, I, I don't know. It, it's just... It's it's sad to watch the Chargers not be exciting, and they've lost receivers. Like Palmer's out now too, right? So the, the, you know the Lions should be the, the Lions should be my triple team Allen in this game for God's sake, right? Like it's it's yeah, man, like they whiffed on that that first round receiver pick, so it's bad. Anyway, moving on, we got the Atlanta Falcons heading into Arizona to take on the Cardinals. This line opened up at Arizona plus two and a half. And uh, with the announcement that Kyler Murray is going to play in this game, uh, move down to Arizona plus one and a half. So uh, Kyler Murray apparently still worth one to the uh, to this point spread. I guess it's better when you're replacing even even a gimpy first game back uh, Kyler Murray with uh, over uh, Tommy Toon, right? So here we are, the Atlanta Falcons. That's two straight absolutely embarrassing inexplicable losses like you you blow it against that vikings team which we've been over it a lot <laughs> josh dobbs playing street ball out there not knowing any of his receivers names or any of the guys in offensive line names you let him drive the field on, on you cadence in the huddle like <laughs> oh god this, like, this is like mic'd up like this is not just like yeah. a guy who's joking about after the game we have no. mic'd up conversations about here's how the cadence is going to go we're like well okay we're we're doing this that that's not that's yeah. not how nfl preparation usually works no and then like not using Bijan, and then you know the, the the like not using Bijan in the red zone the johnny smith getting uh, more or as many targets as kyle pitts and stuff and arthur smith just being an absolute curmudgeon in the thing and november finally hits and then he shaves that dreaded mustache like the hell is wrong with this guy (laughs) like just a weirdo if i were arthur blank like i truly wouldn't care what the team's record is at the end of this year i just want to fire him yeah and maybe he will i don't know we'll we'll see how it's 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 possible i don't know what arthur blank's expectations for this season were but uh right now they are four and five and that's I don't know. I don't know if that's in line with the expectations, or if they thought they're going to be a team in the playoffs. But I don't. I don't think this is a team that makes the playoffs. Not the way it's currently going. No, but I mean they're in the they're in the hunt for the South, but that has more to do with the division than the actual state. Yes, Falcons. Um, Yes. Cardinals currently getting plus one and a half. I like the two and a half. I think I'm still on the Cardinals, you guys. As as silly as that sounds. I just we just watched the Falcons biff it against Daw against Dobbs the week before that they biffed it against Will Levis making his first start. Will Levis throw like four touchdown bombs, like I mean Kyler Murray could just play like why can't Kyler Murray go out there and play a little schoolyard ball against the Falcons and and yeah. start doing some stuff at home like I'm 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 on the Cardinals. Kyler Murray right? at least yeah. Kyler Murray at least presumably picked up the playbook more than four days ago. You know. Presumably, uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. would think. Uh, no guarantee. No, I, I, I want, but you know, yeah. one would think. <laughs> you would think. Uh, uh, Cardinals for sure for me. Yeah, That's, I think this is easy. this is one of my five. It's an easy one. Cardinals. All right, uh, Billy. What do you think? Car- uh, Falcons laying one and a half against the Cardinals. 
I want nothing to do with the Falcons, which means no matter what other team was on the other side of this, I was taking them. So it's the Cardinals. All right. Uh, next up, the Washington Commanders head into Seattle to take on the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are laying six and a half. Open up at six and a half. Has not moved. It's a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I like what the Commanders can do. There's backdoor potential for the Commanders as well. The problem is this is a great buy low sell high. The Commanders coming off a road win and Gillette, uh, in Gillette against the Patriots, although that's you know not great, or like that's not as daunting a task as it as it once was. But still, and then the Seahawks coming off uh, the second straight week a week of a uh, NFC darling team <laughs> like going into Baltimore to take on the, the Ravens and getting just obliterated, pounded right into the ground. Um, so it's a good buy low spot for the Seahawks, but I, I kind of like what the commanders have been kicking these days. And ah, it's tough. It's tough, but I think I, I think knife to my ribs on this one. I'm I'm gonna go with the Seahawks laying the six and a half, and there's a very good chance I flip on this one because I gotta tell you, Geno Smith has looked really shaky. They like like you look at the names uh, of the receivers, and he's not getting the ball to these guys, and that's becoming a problem. Uh, DJ, DK Metcalf had three targets. DK Metcalf right. had three targets on Sunday. You can't have like he had he had one catch for fifty five yards. Yeah, <laughs> kind of feels like you should have tried to throw him the ball a little bit more. Just, yeah, just me. Uh, yeah. Now that was less to do with the Seahawks and more to do with the fact that the Ravens' defense was really really good. Sure, but he, sure. And, but still, in a game where you're trailing by thirty, you figure DK Metcalf would get more than that's that was that was my right? reason at the time. Yeah, and I was talking about that with <laughs> watching on Sunday. I was like, You've been you've been down by multiple scores this whole game. Like I think it's time to take a few risks to get the ball to DK, don't you? But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. The six yard throw to lock, it's not doing that much for you. No. Oh. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Seahawks land six and a half. Um You know, I, I haven't been a huge believer in the Seahawks, but yeah, I looked at like the I looked at some of the stats because Craig called me on something today about the Seahawks and they're looking pretty good. They they've been playing decent football and i have no faith in the commanders six and a half pretty high but i think i'm willing to lay the points with the seahawks uh i think they're going to be able to score um they get 28 35 here commanders no chance they can keep up so i'm going with the seahawks all right craig seahawks land six and a half what do you think <clears throat> i'm gonna go with the commanders okay i just think the six and a half is too much here I, I i just think it's too many i i, I know that Washington obviously doesn't look very good, and they traded some guys. But see, I, I, I just I, I feel as though six is too many, so I'm I'm going Commanders. And again, this is one where you shop around because it's it's available both at six and six and a half, depending on where you go. Mm-hmm. Next up, last game of the four o'clock slate. What was at one point one of the greatest rivalries in the history of the NFL, and I guess still is, but this is not going to be one of the games that we look back <laughs> on when talking about this particular rivalry. Um, and, and something, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this before, gentlemen. This is an unprecedented from a gambling perspective. I'm talking about Giants-Cowboys. Um, the line was, it's, it was Cowboys minus 16 and a half. Uh, and right now it's Cowboys minus 16. So some sharp money must have come in on the Giants plus the 16 and a half. We know that uh, extra from Goodfellas, Tommy DeVito, uh, Jim Tan Laundry, Johnny DeVito, uh, is going to be playing quarterback for the Giants in this game. The Cowboys are laying 16. The total is 38 and a half, gentlemen. The side in this football game wow. is 42% of the total. The side of the game. I'm going to be all over the under here. And if I had to, knife to my ribs, I'm laying the 16 with the Cowboys. Because how are the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, they can't move the ball, man. And they're not going to do it with Tommy DeVito. They can't move the ball, and... especially against a, a like. So their offensive line is banged up. And who's coming? Yeah. Oh, Micah Parsons is going to be here. Like, it just... This is a recipe for an absolute disastrous football game. 
Yeah, ninth in DVOA versus dead last. The Giants are dead last in DVOA right now, supplanting the Cardinals for the first time this season, I think. Or maybe maybe it happened last week, but either way. I'll tell you what, though. Can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine the celebration at places like Jimbo's and Beachcomber in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, if yeah. Tommy DeVito the Giants were able to pull this one off? <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Bamboo? Was that the name of the place where Snooki got punched, I think? <laughs> That's right. Oh, that yeah. was bad. Oh, what a seminal TV moment when they... <laughs> that was... That, that kind of set, like... And I'm, this is gonna... Uh, we're completely getting off track here. But her Go getting punched it. in that moment... Her yeah. getting punched in that moment made those people millions and millions of dollars. Like, they're still printing money today because of it. Yeah. Because, like, I... I, I mean, I'm... Show everyone watching. Yep. Yeah, I was just gonna say you and I were in the bag for Jersey Shore from the get go, obviously. But the 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 this season on that featured some drunk dude who signed a release because they showed his face. Still not sure like how that happened. Yeah, the, 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 I, the why did you do that? <laughs> just socking her in the face, which was brutal. The fact that they showed that clip, it, yeah, it became like a worldwide yeah. phenomenon after that or at least in north america it was it was an insane phenomenon and Carmen's not one... even open anymore where ron and sam supposed to fight anyway yeah uh, uh yeah that, <laughs> it, 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 that changed reality tv and like you know yeah. the like the situation like became like well they all became household names and just yeah. it, it, it wouldn't have gone the way it did if not for that clip i promise yeah you. it's tough to, it's tough to say it's tough to say if if, if how it would have gone if not for that clip insane anyway back to cowboys giants Leg 16, I just, I cannot get over the fact that the side is 42% of the total. It's nearly half, guys. It's nearly half the total. And, and I'm, 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 I've already got units on the under, believe you me. And I'm probably going to put, it's not going to be one of my five, but knife to my ribs on this one. I'm laying the points with the Cowboys. Billy, what do you think? Cowboys laying 16, highest line of the year. I can't lay that many points with anyone in the NFL. I, I just can't. Uh, I, I know the Cowboys are way better. I know the Giants are garbage, but I, I think you still got to take the Giants. But you said NFL. The Giants aren't using an NFL quarterback in this football game. No. Yeah. Or off the line, probably. Um, yeah. it, it's still take the Giants and hope that the Cowboys play with their food a bit. Yeah. I mean, the, the worry you have in the total is, to, if, is if the Cowboys have two defensive scores like if they, if they have two or more defensive scores in this game this could get this could get bad i mean why would the well, giants all they're just gonna hand it off no matter how much you're losing by and like their the best giants... pass catcher darren waller went on the ir and and saquon's banged up it's like what are they gonna they're, they're, they might have you have we ever seen an 11 man box before because we might <laughs> god I, I just don't see how, I mean, maybe it's one of those fluke things and you go, the NFL, can you believe it? Right. And it's another one of those, oh, the NFL is scripted moments as the Giants somehow win like a, a weird mm. one. But I, I, I just, man, I don't know where the Giants points are coming from. Craig, what do you think? Uh, Cowboys land 16. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> about uh, I, it <laughs> I like I, I think it's Cowboys, but I'm not betting it. No, it's yeah, you, you, it's the under. It's the under in this game. It's 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 ugly, and uh, I I don't see how we wouldn't be using the uh, Dallas Cowboys, who we still have available uh, as our Week Ten Survivor pick, right? Like, oh yeah, it's no question, no question. Yeah, absolutely no question. You're not gonna <laughs> find right. a better spot. No, because everything else is pretty hairy, actually, if you think about it, right? Because Bears, Panthers, no. Uh, Colts, Patriots, certainly not. Packers, Steeler, hell no. Viking Saints, hell no. Bengals, Texans, maybe, but you, uh, CJ Shroud is enough that I'm like, nope. Uh, Browns, Ravens, no. Titans, Bucks. I mean, if you want to try to sneak one pass with the Bucks, but I don't think so. It's a one point game, like, it, or it's it's a one point line. You're not you're not picking either of these two in a survivor pool. Uh, Jacks Niners, no. Lions Chargers, certainly not. Cardinals Falcons, no way. I mean, Seahawks Commanders, maybe you try to sneak the Seahawks in there, but no. It's it, it, if you still have the Cowboys left in Week Ten, you're you're using the Cowboys when they're playing Tommy DeVito at home. Period. Uh, Sunday Nighter. Uh, now, gentlemen, I I remember texting you guys. And, and didn't Adam Schefter tweet that they, like, like didn't they make a rule that they were going to be able to flex games earlier this year? 
Yes. And so, he tweeted, they're not moving this one. And everyone was like, you know, the crowd did not like that one bit. Why? Lions Chargers is sitting there. Just flip a roo, right? Like, just tap only... it in. Just exactly. Thank you, Billy. Just tap <laughs> it in. Like, I, I don't get it. Now, gambling-wise, here are the notes I wrote for this one. Because this line opened up at Jets minus two. Uh, and I said... Uh, I, I wrote down, I want the Jets minus two side. Don't bet it now. Maybe wait and see if you, uh, and said, maybe wait and see if you can get, uh, you know, get a plus on it or, or get to a pick em. And here we are, because this game is officially a pick em. And uh, I got to say, the public is on the Raiders, and they're on the Raiders a week too late, you guys, because you, you got to trust that coach fired bump. I mean, a, a lot of people... I, I could not believe this. I could not believe that people didn't didn't see this for what it was. But obviously people were ripping on the Raiders because there were clips of the Raiders smoking cigars and whooping it up and dancing and having a time in the locker room after having just beat, beaten the aforementioned Tommy DeVito uh, at home in a game. And we're going like, oh, wow, what do you look, look at the Raiders, man. They're five and four and they beat Tommy DeVito. Yeah, whoop it up, Raiders. And I was just like, they were celebrating that Josh McDaniels doesn't work there anymore. That's yeah, why how can you not see that? Exactly. How could you not see what? Alone. Exactly. That was not that. That cigars. They were smoking on that Josh McDaniels pack, as as I've seen people say on the internet. But like, why can you not have seen that? They were just. It, it was the fact that they were winning and relaxed for the first time this goddamn season. And I don't know if that. You t- texted it to me, and then a lot of people were like, like Jay Glazer came out with the story that Antonio Pierce uh, had, you know, uh, before week eight or whatever, before they fired him, that he had some sort of like, uh, like uh, st- standing in front of the guy saying, "Hey guys, you know, just you know, you got to dig deep and do whatever." Remember the Giants in 08 or whatever when nobody thought they could beat the undefeated Patriots. The team Antonio Pierce was on. Was on, um, right? Yeah, nobody thought no, we could do no. it, and we came and did it. And then no. allegedly McDaniels took him aside and was like, hey, don't ever disrespect the Patriots like that again. And <laughs> I got to tell you, I believe that story. I legitimately oh, believe yeah. Josh McDaniels would do that. He's that much of a douche nozzle that he would do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Josh McDaniels didn't even work for the that happened. No, but I could still, I can still believe that he'd say that. Either yeah. way. God, he's an absolute loser. Uh, this game's a pick 'em, and I think I'm on the Jets, you guys. I know it's the Raiders, but God damn, is that Jets defense ever good? I, I know it's Zach Wilson. I mean, the Vikings got Dobbs. Why couldn't the Jets get fucking anybody, right? Like See, that, that, this. I tweeted this the other day. Uh, because, uh, you know, Bill Barnwell said, like, how come there hasn't been more heat on the Jets for not having, you know, a, a, a better backup plan for Rodgers? And Jets fans are like, well, how are we supposed to know? And they're like, when are we supposed to, how are we supposed to do that? And I'm like, the Vikings got Josh Dobbs and a seventh for a sixth, like, four days yeah. ago. Like, and, and, I think, like. <laughs> and it's not like before the season started when we were talking, when we were analyzing the New York Jets and talking about their, uh, you know, prospects for the season. It wasn't like people were saying, oh, what if Rodgers. Like, that offensive line's not great. What if Rodgers doesn't stay healthy for all the year and then Zach Wilson has to come in? Happened three plays into the season, right? Like, it's just, I I know the Jets are probably cursed and whatnot, but, you know, you you didn't have a backup plan for the 40-year-old guy who, who, with with no offensive lineman, you were just like, yeah, we'll just, Zach Wilson's going to sit here and learn from Aaron, I guess, was was their line of thinking. Oh, it was awful. Anyway, um... I, I, public's coming in on the Raiders. They're a week too early. I I, I, th- I think I want the Jets because it, it's so far going to be from one of my five, but it's a primetime game, so I'm going to have money on it. I'm going to be on the under. I'm going to be on the under 36 and a half. There is not a, a spread in the 50s this week, by the way, guys. In fact, the highest spread is Chargers-Lions, which is 48 and a half. So uh, they, they, these totals are getting lowered. <laughs> um, I think I want the Jets uh, as a pick because uh, I think the public's a week early on the Raiders, and that Jets defense uh, did amazing things in that game, and the offense just couldn't help them out. Maybe they get there this week. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Raiders, Jets, pick them in Las Vegas. It's the Jets for me. I think the best unit on this field is the Jets defense. I think the Raiders aren't good. I think there'll be some turnovers. I'm taking the Jets. I mean, there's always a chance the Raiders all of a sudden pass the vibes check now, though, right? So... 
so maybe it's just like not smooth sailing, but maybe it's just better times ahead for the Raiders. And I'm just, I'm just wrong, but Hey, uh, I was on the, the coach bump last week. They were one of my five. Here we are. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Uh, Jets Raiders pick them. Jets. One of my five. Yeah. All right. I just like the, I think the defense is going to do enough. Like you know, this isn't Justin Herbert anymore. There's no more Austin Eckler around. This is Aiden O'Connell. I think that the Jets are going to make uh, make it a long day for the Raiders on defense. It's going to be an awful football game, though. The fact that it's on Sunday night, like it gives me a, a night to you know watch a movie with my kids after Red Zone is over. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, good, good time to good time to score some points. Thursday too, by the way, if you want to score some points with the with the wife or the girlfriend or or whoever your significant other is, uh, Panthers Bears, why not just uh, say, hey, baby, guess what? I'm giving up the game this week and we're hanging out. <laughs> it's just, whoo, this is a bad one. Uh, Monday night. Uh, your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos head into Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Bills are minus seven and a half. Uh, I propose two things. Uh, one serious, one kind of jokingly. Um, the serious thing for this game, uh, the thing I propose uh, that everybody do in this game, uh, bet the Bills first half money line and uh, take the Broncos plus seven and a half. Uh, this line's too high. Bills can't be giving up seven. Broncos have kind of figured out a couple of things over this weekend. And the other more joking thing that I propose is uh, that we merge the Broncos and the Packers into, uh, I mean, because like the Broncos can only play well in the first half of the game and the Packers seem to only be able to play well in the second half of the game. Let's, we have too many bad teams. Let's merge them into one team for the rest of the season. And you have a pretty decent unit there. Uh, So, Jokes aside, uh, I, I'm on the Broncos plus a seven and a half uh, with the Bills first half money line. I think Bills are up at halftime, but Broncos keep this game uh, super close. Clay, Craig, what do you think? Your boys heading into Buffalo uh, getting seven and a half. I'm I'm weirdly confident about this line. Like I feel like they're going to cover it. I think. Yes. Uh, here's here's what I will say, and you know, <laughs> uh, credit to uh, credit to Nate Tice for pointing this out on Twitter uh, from the Athletic. But uh, the Bills were second in defensive DVOA. Um, when, when John Milano got hurt, yeah, uh, they have, since then, I think they've been 28th. Yeah. So I think we've like, you know, we don't have to be now. I want to be clear about something. Milano didn't like Milano wasn't the only guy who got like hurt in and around that time, but he was the first of the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tredavious white went down the guys either way. Uh, I think we've cracked the code as to what's gone on with the Bills. Is their defense is yeah. just too banged up to be competitive? And and I say this, I think everyone who's ever listened to this podcast and the two of you know, uh, with 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 what high esteem I hold Von Miller, mm-hmm. um, Von doesn't look right. No, uh, coming off the second, slow. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, and that's that's two ACLs for him, right? Like that's yeah, yeah, it just he doesn't two look ACLs right. Two ACLs on and, a big man, on a big big man, yeah, too, yeah. right? And a big man who. Who depended upon his 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 mobility and speed to be as effective as as he's been his his career? And I say as effective as he's been in his career, I mean no doubt, absolute slam dunk first day that he's eligible. Canton, Ohio. That's what yeah. kind of career he had. Yeah, uh, has had I should say. Uh, but yeah, I the give me. I I think the Denver covers the spread here. Yeah, I completely agree. And you're right. And Aaron shots a lot. Of, a lot of the numbers guys pointed out. It's like, hey, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. To see that after week four, when Milano got hurt, the Bills' defensive numbers dipped drastically, and as Craig suggested, yeah. uh, they went from Milano... being an elite defense, but they went from being elite to to, to very bad. Yeah, from, from yeah. Week, week five. Yeah, that's, they've lost three guys. Milano being number one with a bullet. It's it's yeah. been just dreadfully bad for them. It's it's been unfortunate. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Bills laying seven and a half against the Broncos. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's got to be the Broncos here. I, I do have some faith in the Bills. I, I know you guys are saying the defense have been bad. They they haven't been that like twenty four to the Bengals when Burrow was playing at his peak. Like that's not that's manageable, right? The offense yeah. probably should have stepped up. There. Um, that's true. The offense like, they only scored sixteen points. That's that's all yeah. Right. I mean, you're making it's just the numbers don't lie on that one, right? It's the set like they they were. Like eighth in DVOA in in defensive DVOA in weeks one through four, and they've basically been dead last ever since then. 
yeah, the they it's, it's choked with the Patriots. They, they can't get they, the problem is, and I think this hurts the offense too, is they can't get off the field. They, they've had a lot of things go wrong on third down, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it is the Broncos here. I, I like that they'll be able to keep it close here. You got the potential backdoor cover there. Um, I, I think the line is a little high, so I'm going with the Broncos here. Um, but I think I, I really do hope the Bills get back on track because they're a fun team to watch when they're playing well. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're Buffalo's, Buffalo's going to be able to score points in this game. I just think everyone's yeah. scoring points. Yeah, this <laughs> might be. I mean, this is good. This might be the first time I ever look at a primetime over and go, eh, maybe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but we'll see. Um, it, it, it's. This uh, 46 and a half. This, I think it's the second highest yeah. total of the, no, it's the third highest total of the week, but it's, it's not a high week for totals. Like I said, lines chargers 48 and a half. So you're just wondering if that game ends up like, you know, 28, 24, sort of a, sort of a game. Um, or, you know, like one team scores in the thirties and the other team's low twenties. It's, it's tough to say, man. It's, it's been bleak out there for the overbetters. And you know, I love it. I am an underbetter. It takes character to bet the under. Um, survivor pool this week. Uh, no brainer for us. We still have the Dallas Cowboys left. They're laying 16 against uh, Jim Tan Laundry, Tommy DeVito. So, yeah, <laughs> we're using the Cowboys. Uh, teams have used so far Washington, Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, Miami, the Rams. Seattle, the Chargers, and Cleveland last week, uh, who gave up zero points to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, now, if uh, we were in a pool where we didn't have the Dallas Cowboys available, uh, I think my number one suggestion after that would either be, uh, I guess, the Seahawks, or I mean, I guess there's a chance. If, do you want to try to sneak one in with the Colts in Germany? Although I don't want to trust Ooh. Germany. Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't really want to trust Germany. Uh, Bengals. Yeah, maybe if you saw the Bengals left. Uh, yeah, but then if, yeah. if if it's a game with no Higgins and no Chase, I don't know if you want to mess around with that. That's true. true. You don't. I mean, maybe do you try to sneak the Steelers in with the pa- against the Packers? I could see that maybe, right? Yeah. yeah. You go, you Jordan Love coming. Jordan Love again on the road against that Steeler defense. I can see that being something that you want to do. Yeah, maybe. All right, so a few suggestions out there. But fortunately for us, we've still got the Dallas Cowboys, which is uh, the easiest one of this week. Billy, uh, you had the best record last week, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week 10, my good man. I will do that. I'm going to take the Saints. Woo, the emotional hedge, Billy. Yep, can't lose. I'm going to take the Ravens. <laughs> I will take the Broncos. Okay. I'm going to believe in Tennessee Titans. And I already have two touchdowns to spare. I'm going to take the Giants. All right. You'll be covering for at least the first five minutes of that one, Billy. Oh, maybe. Uh, (laughs) Uh, uh, Craig, uh, week 10, who you got? Yeah. Um, Well, I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I am taking... Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. So sorry, Bill. I'm I'm going against you. Uh, <laughs> I can't sorry, lose, right. Bill. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, by the way, yeah, you can find. Um... Oh, sorry. Excuse me. I was going to say you can find Jets plus one someplace. No, you cannot. You can find Jets minus one. Excuse me. Um, and then my last one, and I went kind of back and forth on this, and, and looked at a few. Uh I haven't done it all year, I don't think. I'm going to take the Broncos plus the seven and a half. Yeah, I don't think you have, and it's certainly – yeah, like I don't think you've come in on the Broncos. I know I have a bunch of times, but uh, yeah, I like I like all those. Uh, the only thing I don't like about that is you're, you're not – like the, the line has moved toward – like away from where you want it to be because at one point yeah. this was eight, and a half, but all these books have put it down to seven and a half now. Yeah, that's probably the smart move though. Um – 
I'm going to join Craig on Jacksonville. I'm fading Bill on this one. I'm giving Cleveland plus the six. Uh, I'm laying with Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to join Bill with the Tennessee Titans, and I'm going to join Bill as well with the uh, New Orleans Saints right now. But these are always subject to change because I think I'm going to want to get in on that Cardinals uh, as one of my five. But uh, for now, Jags, Browns, Bengals, Titans, Saints uh, for Matt Pierce. Uh, crossover Podcast available with the CrossoverPodcast.com, Facebook.com slash Crossover Podcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google, uh, well, I was going to say Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, but the, a couple of those don't exist anymore. Uh, we're on pretty much any podcatcher that you happen to be out there. And if we're not, uh, email us at contact at the CrossoverPodcast.com to let us know and we'll get on there. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Um, with uh, breaking down week 10 and talking uh, our picks for week 11 as well. But uh, there's also a chance that there's two podcasts next week because there is a new uh, Marvel movie coming out this week. The Marvels uh, hits theaters this week. It's already not tracking very well, so we'll see how that goes. And I'll likely be talking about that as well as uh, the final episode of the Loki show comes out uh, as of us recording this tomorrow night. Uh, the last uh, episode of the second season of Loki will be out. So we'll have some stuff to talk about on, on the other side for sure. So we'll, we'll get back because it's been a while since I talked on the on the other side of the pod. But... We'll, we'll, we'll get somebody out for that one. Uh, as always, uh, Craig, Bill, great talking to you guys. And uh, good luck to everybody with their bets out there for Week 10. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast.